Welcome to According to John. Today we have a really good question slash topic. That who, who raised this question? <laughs> that you, I walked in here this morning and said, Johnny, I got a podcast I want to do. It's, it's your baby. You can do the homework and I'll take all the credit for right. it. <laughs> Wait a minute, but that seems to be standard. <laughs> it is. He does the work and, you know, I'm an old guy. You're stuck with me, John, for eternity. Yeah, I'll take it. The millennial oh, kingdom. So Remember funny. Jesus said in the model prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. The kingdom. People pray this yeah. a thousand yeah. million times a day, yeah. and they just they don't have a clue what it's all about. The kingdom is probably going to be one of the most exciting times. Uh, I'd say it's going to be third in most exciting times with Christ. One will the most exciting I think will be the rapture. Yep, I'm I'm ready for that one. Yeah, the the second will be heaven itself when our final destination. and singing, thou art worthy yeah. to receive wisdom and honor and glory both now and forever. Amen. Yeah. That's number two. And then the third, I think, is the millennial kingdom. And the the rapture in a moment of twi twinkle of an eye, a moment of time, it's done. Woo, there we are. And then around the throne, that's going to be, that's not going to be a moment. That's going to be a while. Right. You know, a, 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 an afternoon, an evening, a day, a well, week, a month. I don't know. Okay, so here's here's what I think, and and this is just me thinking out loud, which I get sometimes is, <laughs> okay. you know, he does that. <laughs> so I think that we have the rapture, and since I'm pre-trib, that's the beginning of the tribulation. And so then you have the seven-year tribulation, which is three and a half years of peace, three and a half years of crazy. Yep. In heaven, at the same time, you're going to have the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb. Screaming amen. So that's that's a, we know that the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb uh, combined is a seven-year time frame. Now, we don't know how long the judgment seat is going to last, and we don't know how long the, the supper is going to last. Yep, we're not told. But we do know that it's a seven-year time frame because it's, during the same time as the tribulation. Yes, we're on the same page, Johnny. Yeah. That ought to scare you. That's <laughs> <laughs> but here's the coolest part. So after, after the seven years and then it's the return of Christ, that's actually the second coming is Armageddon. Correct. Some people get the second coming and the rapture, reversed he comes at the rapture for his church he comes with the church at the second coming yeah. seven years later to set up his what his kingdom oh we're gonna talk yeah, about that because his well here's the thing the, the reason that the rapture is not the second coming is because we go to him in the clouds mm -hmm. he, he never touches earth again until armageddon until his feet touch the mount of olives yeah uh, on the uh, the mountain cleaves in two and he's crowned yeah. King of Kings, Kings and Lord of Lords. sits on <laughs> sits on the throne in Jerusalem, sets up his kingdom, and the Bible does tell us how long that's going to be. Yes, and that is what we're going to talk about. Yes, but you didn't even introduce. How do these people know who we are? Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister, and today's question. Uh, presented to us by Duke himself. <laughs> he pulled this together in 30 minutes, but he had cheated and done some back work. I did. I had, so what's interesting is, as I had this on 
on the back burner. So when you came in and said, hey, let's do this on the, uh, uh, the Millennial Kingdom, uh, he goes, you can put that together in 30 minutes. Well, little did he know is. So I'm doing a, my podcast <laughs> uh, on video, and while I'm doing that, he, he puts this all together. So we're ready. We're fresh. This is, man, this is just off the press. This is right. <laughs> but he did some of the work backstage, and he snookered me. I mean, he pulled that word out of our whole Ohio uh, pool, pool room yes. vocabulary. He snookered me a little ah, bit, made me think he did it all just now. But we are, we are uh, armed and loaded and ready to bless you out. And I think, I think, is, I think during the millennial reign, the world is going to be like it is today as far as electricity and i i don't think motorcycles we've yeah, talked about that's that. what i'm getting <laughs> at i know, <laughs> I know. but I, I and i don't think that jesus is going to take us back to the stone ages stone ages yeah. if you will I, I just i don't know i don't know why he would yeah johnny's going to be watching me growing sweet potatoes yeah. on on his iphone as I, as I don't have get, an iPhone. That he gets off of his motorcycle. <laughs> no, I'm going to go buy you on the motorcycle blowing the horn <laughs> with my hair he, waving in he, the back. <laughs> yeah. He already does the the the, the drive-by, He did the hair thing. That's going to have to be in the kingdom. That's, that's the key. Yeah. That's, You're getting ahead of yourself, John. All right, here it's me that gets ahead. It's you. <laughs> you need me, man. <laughs> I'm so excited for the millennial kingdom because I can go into twisties at a ridiculous speed and I can't die again. So (laughs) his kingdom is coming and and I can see Jesus say, Johnny, no motorcycle for the first six months. (laughs) Why did you take so much pleasure in that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just want to bust on you a little bit. Okay, well, you listen. What you sow, dude. You go. <laughs> you open us up in a word of we prayer. We need it. Let's pray. Uh-oh. Father, it is exciting to open the word of God and see what you have waiting for those of us who love you. Uh, we know that you smile upon it. You're probably grinning when you had uh, Jesus speak these truths and your apostles and your prophets of this kingdom that is coming eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither entered the heart of man the wonderful things you prepared for us i pray your anointing upon us as we speak your word through this podcast and upon those uh, people who listen thrill us with your glory make your promises real in jesus name we pray amen amen all right what is the millennial kingdom and uh, of course that's a title that is given because you're not going to find millennial kingdom in the Bible. Like that term is not in there. Comes from the word uh, millennium. Comes from two uh, Greek words: milli, which means thousand, milli, like a millimeter, mm-hmm. and annum, which means year. Milli annum, thousand year reign of Christ. How about that for some technical <laughs> thing for an old hippie, dude? I think I get a point for that, Johnny. <laughs> you won't get them. I'll take them. Can you tell we're, right. ha- we're pretty look, happy today. Look, right, okay, you got a point right there. Thank you. All Thank right. you. But I got I got a point for putting it together. Two. All right, two points. Two All points. Right. I'll take the two. Yeah. So literally, it's a thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on earth. That is the millennial, and then the kingdom is because it's Christ's kingdom on earth. That's where he is, the king of kings on earth. 
you know, when I back off and I see this and it's coming to a God, it's like already here, past, present, future. They kind of get blended with God. And, you know, when I look at the millennial kingdom, we're going to show you a bunch of verses John's got lined up for you yeah. from the uh, from what really absolutely is for sure because God says so. But, you know, I lo- I paraphrase all that and say it's the way it was supposed to be. Isn't that amazing? It's the way it will be mm-hmm. the way God always intended it to be can you i was talking to sherry the other day thinking wow can you imagine what the fruit trees are going to taste like how about the 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 fruit i mean oh my goodness no chemicals no spray no bugs no chemtrails no it's just going to be the way god intended it there's one verse about the millennial kingdom talks about a specific plant i can't give you the verse now but you can look it up the plant of renown you remember that the plant of renown, and that's all it says. And I'm thinking, holy cow, I think a peach is renown. I think, uh, you know, a nectarine, a peach without fuzz, that's renown. And yet the scripture is just kind of like he's just baiting. It's just like teasing this with something awesome. You know, my grandkids, wait till you get to Papa and Grandma's house. We got a surprise for you. And I feel that's like God just kind of teasing us, us kids in a loving way, the plant of of renown. I don't know what it is. I can't expound upon it, but you can look it up. That's just that little phrase, the plant of renown. I'm, I'm looking for it right now. He's, he's, he's cheating. He's got all, he can look up on the computer and all I got to do is I got to go do it old school, <laughs> but just think about, uh, the, the perfection that God put into his creation and it's been tainted by sin. And uh, the curse came upon the earth, and that curse is going to be lifted. And I know John is going to show you these verses, but I'm stalling for time while he's trying to look up this. It's not coming up. The plant of renown. Yeah, it's not coming up. King James, it's in the King James Version. It might be different some of the other versions. Yeah, I have to look it up. Our people have to do that themselves. Yeah, renown. How do you spell renown? So I know I got it right. R-E-N-O. Is it W-N or U-N? I think it's W-N. I think it's WN, yeah, yeah, plant of renown. Yeah. Be in the millennial kingdom. And the verse does give us a little bit more um, specifics about it than what I just did. But God has some dreams for us. You know, I just I, I just see God with the kingdom kind of teasing us with all, all the promises, kind of like. Yeah, uh, I have to search it again. It's not coming up. As a parent uh, with, with my kids and now with my grandkids, you know, saying, oh, wait till you come to Papa's house for Christmas. You know, Mia went shopping. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we got some significant groceries awaiting, and we just kind of primed the pump. And I think that's what this whole millennial kingdom is. You know, God didn't need to give us all these details, but he did. Mm-hmm. Isn't that neat? He could have just said, hey, I got a kingdom coming, and you're going to like it. And he could have left it there. But he went beyond that, right. as, as you're going to show. Yeah. All right, so let's get back onto the to the kingdom. And we're, we're going to see as six times in Revelation alone, uh, the millennial kingdom is specifically said to be 1,000 years. Because some people think that, uh, is figurative, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But but it's not. It's literally a literal one thousand years. Look here, uh, Revelation twenty two through seven. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. There that is go. a literal thousand years, which is also the beginning 
of the millennial reign. Which, by being interpreted as this, Satan will have no access to us. Right. He won't be able to mess us up. And that we're going to see specifically through the scriptures. It says, and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. And that's what you're saying. He would have no influence on us. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Now, what's interesting is people are like, well, why does he have to be released for a while? Because he is going to try to deceive those who were born during the thousand year reign because they still have to make a decision for Jesus, even though he was their king for a thousand years. Uh, God is not a respecter of people. God's not going to let all of mankind from Adam to, to you and I and us today to be tested by Satan and then get a free pass to these people who are born in the kingdom. Right. So you're right again, right. John. Yeah, I'm kind of hitting this a little bit, aren't I? So then I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshiped the beast or his image. That's, that's during the tribulation and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. That's and so, two, two times. That's twice. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. That's three times. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Four times. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be Five released times. from his prison. And so as you read this, and there, I probably missed one here. But when you see this, it's laid out very clearly, very clearly. The sequence. And it's a thousand, a literal thousand years. And the Bible tells us that during that time, when Christ returns to the earth, he will establish his kingdom. And it's going to be in Jerusalem. Headquarters. And he's going to be sitting on the throne of David. And we're going to be grooving, dude. Oh, my goodness, dude. I, if you don't get excited about this, your exciter's broke. That's all I'm going to tell you, right? Like this, Jesus' this, dream is coming true. Oh, man. And, and, he, and, he and everything's us. Everything we've been in, anticipating and waiting for is going to come true. Yeah. In Luke 132 through 33 says this. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And so we see he will be in Jerusalem. He will be sitting on the throne of David and he will be king of kings and Lord of lords, ruling, reigning and controlling. And that's the biggest thing about mm -hmm. the millennial is God will be controlling Jesus himself. So guess what? There'll be no more coming out of the closet for anything. Yeah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He will not allow the sin that so demoralizes our society. No more politics, huh? No. No more backroom deals? No. No more scheming, no more world dictators? No more evil that just sets out to destroy us through every way possible. No more locks on the doors? 
Think about that. No, no more uh, codes for your things. If we're going to have uh, technology, no more security codes. Right. No more hospitals. No more prisons. Dude. No more armies. That right there should get a man just ex- pumped up, man. I want to follow Jesus. So here's what we find. We find that the unconditional covenants demand a literal, physical return of Christ that the scriptures talk about. It demands it, right? So you have the Abrahamic covenant, and that promised Israel a land, a, a, a posterity, and a ruler, right? Uh, and and a spiritual blessing. And we find that in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Johnny's bringing in the whole biblical picture. God makes a covenant. He's a covenant God. Which is a promise. Promise. And they are locked in. From a God who cannot lie. He's going to bring in now the Palestinian, the Davidic covenants, all the covenants culminating Mm. in the kingdom. (laughs) This is probably one of the most... Aren't you glad you listened to me today, Johnny? Listen, this podcast... You're having more fun than me. I'm like, <laughs> I thought that not possible, but I was wrong. I am loving this because the clarity that you guys are going to get in this podcast about the millennial kingdom is is second to none. And also, it, it it should rejuvenate your joy and your excitement to see the Lord. You know, when we listen to the news, we hear of uh, the World Economic Forum and then and the rise of the Antichrist, the alignment of the nations, war against war, the Great Reset, all this stuff. We hear all this yeah. stuff and it brings us down. But let me tell you, this brings us back up. It does. And all that stuff that's yucky that we hate that brings us down, it only is a full it only tells us that these promises that came from God prophetically are true and we're all most home. Almost. Did I, we are so close. I don't know if people really realize how close we are to the return of Christ, the, the rapture. Ready or not, here he comes. Because he said uh, that all this will come on like labor pains. And what we see is, you know, one guy said that we are, that we're in the Braxton Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're past that. I think we're past that. I think that. we're in transition, baby. Yeah, I think... If you're, the labor Lama, if you're not on the Lama's dad, you don't know what we're right. talking about. <laughs> Braxton hits us a starting point, and sometimes right. they come and stop. But transition is like yeah. full-blown. Every every 50 seconds, 60 seconds, mm-hmm. baby's coming soon. Right. Well, so Braxton, Braxton Hicks is fake labor. I don't think we're in fake labor. Mm-mm. And Jesus said that when the labor begins, it will pick up speed. And it has. Uh, it is going so fast, you cannot keep up with the changes that are going on. You can't keep up with the lies. You can't keep up with the truth. You can't, I mean, because you don't know which one's which anymore. And with that happening, I think God's Holy Spirit is telling you and I, <laughs> telling uh, uh, all of us Jesus followers, listen to my promises. And this is one of the big ones here. Yeah, so we have the Palestinian covenant Uh, that promised 
Israel a restoration. Deuteronomy 31 through 10. That's a lot of verses. I don't know that I want to read that many verses, but if you go look it up, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Now it shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you. And you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that I command you today, you and your children with all of your heart and with all of your soul. That is the prereq. But that's the prereq for today as well. Like you got to return to God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the only way you're going to get to heaven is if you go to the Lord with your heart, with all your heart. Verse three says that the Lord, your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord, your God has scattered you. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. There's that, that promised Israel uh, restoration. You know, uh, He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you may live. Also, the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you, who persecuted you, and you will again obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commands which I command you today. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your labor, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law, and if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And so God makes all these promises, but he says, you got to return to me. And this is the promise that I give you. And, and it's a, a restoration uh, to the land. And they're going to occupy that land and it's going to be a fruitful land. And we're going to see that happen and be absolutely fulfilled, especially during the millennial reign when he's king and on the throne in Jerusalem. Israel is prophetically key. Israel is God's hourglass, not Washington, D.C. Yeah, you don't look at America. You look at Israel. Yeah, they're home. They retook Jerusalem. They're surrounded by enemies, as the Bible predicted, in the time of the end. And it's all set up for Jesus to return, to take his church home, judgment seat of Christ, wedding feast of the Lamb for the church, simultaneously on the earth, the seven-year tribulation period. And in the middle of the tribulation, Antichrist comes from prominence to power, institutes the mark of the beast, the hardware's here, the software, the facial recognition, the the the, the chip, the cashless society, yep. the personal uh, I, I, uh, digital ID. All of this stuff is culminating to show us how close we are. And also, it proves that Satan is not... Uh, omnipotent. Mm -hmm. He is not omnipresent. He, he needs this technology to do what only God can do. Yeah. To have the control. Right. He couldn't do these things without it. A absolutely. He could not. 
the the wonder of it all, Revelation 13 tells us these details 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And there, there's nothing evil about the technology. Maybe some of this technology will be in the kingdom. I don't know if it would be necessary, but it doesn't matter if it is or isn't. Uh, Christ will be king. But that technology is here today, and it never was here before. Right. And so I think we are right at, at, at the door of Christ's return. And, I mean, look at transhumanism. We're... we're we are where the days of Noah were. Yeah, something genetic. I call it the genetic apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was happening at the time of Noah, the sons of God cohabiting with the daughters of men and men of renown, giants in the land in those right. days. And they God, were taken over. And genetically, God they crossed God's line. And Jesus said, as it was in the days, days of, of Noah. Noah. Yeah. And that, so that's the thing, right? And I think that we... Or in the days of Noah again, yeah, the mRNA tech uh, vaccines, which are a little genetically something I don't want to mess with. Right. We're crossing over uh, uh, Klaus Schwab's main man, uh, Noah Harari. Harari, uh, uh, he boy, you listen to this guy. I'm forgetting what is it? Something Noah Harari, H A R R A R I. Check this guy Har- out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he Noah Yuval. Harari. Check this guy out. Look him up. And he, let that's him a scary to, dude. Dude, he is, if he is not the Antichrist or something, I don't think he's the Antichrist. No, I don't think he's the Antichrist. But he is the yeah. spirit of right. Antichrist. But I do believe the Antichrist is on earth right now. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe he is alive and well and, and being groomed yeah. for his position. Yeah, we're it's it's all here. Transhumanism, right. Right. human 2.0, as it was. Jesus wasn't kidding. As well, it and was. think about this. America was the last, I say was, because yeah. we lost this a long time ago, but America was the last uh, free nation on earth. We were also the nation that put the gospel in more countries than anyone else. More believers per capita in America than any other country in the history of the world, as far as I know. So when America goes down, then evil rulers at that point, have taken over the world. Yeah, they have no more opposition. Why wouldn't Christ return? Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing left. Our hope is in Jesus, not in a patriotic movement, and I'm a patriot, and not in a uh, political uh, candidate or an election booth. Our, our victory is, what do we do with Jesus? Yeah, we're going to do a podcast on should Christians own weapons. That's going to be an interesting podcast. Mm-hmm. It will. Yeah. Um, you, you don't shy away from controversy. Do you, John? <laughs> I'm putting it together. <laughs> and what scares me is I'm on the same page with you, dude. <laughs> and you keep jumping in and joining me. <laughs> so then we get to the Davidic covenant and the Davidic covenant promised Israel a king from David's line who would rule and reign forever, giving the nation rest from all their enemies. 2 Samuel 7, 10 through 13. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them and they may dwell in the place of their own and move no more, nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them any more as previously. Oh my goodness, man. That's what a promise. Since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused you to rest from all your enemies, also the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled... 
and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. His kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. And so we see in the Davidic covenant that, uh, as I promised, that the king, a king from David's line will rule and reign forever. And the only one that can live forever is Jesus. When we open the New Testament, Matthew chapter one, we have the genealogy all the way through Abraham, from Adam to Abraham, from Abraham to David, and uh, then all the kings uh, that followed in the Davidic line. And then we see at the birth of Jesus, he was of the seed of David by Joseph was uh, Joseph would have been the king of Israel had they not fallen to Babylonian captivity hadn't fallen to Babylon hadn't fallen to uh, Persia Persia to Greece Greece to Rome Joseph would have been the king of Israel and Jesus the the adopted firstborn son of Joseph made Jesus the rightful heir and so all those promises of the Bible all that prophecy against all odds it culminates in Jesus, who died, was buried, rose again, ascended heaven, coming back, sets up this kingdom, and the Abrahamic covenant, the Palestinian covenant, the Davidic covenant, all culminate in the person of Jesus. And he sits on his throne in Jerusalem. He rules and reigns for a thousand years, unfurls the plant of renown. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to look up the plan of renown, man. I, you're, you're excited about that. I am. You're so, excited about motorcycles. I'm, I'm excited about the plant of renown. I know you just want to, because you're a hippie farmer, you want to plant. it. That's it. <laughs> want to plant it. You have to come to my house to get it, Johnny. I'll ride, ride your bike over. Yeah, I'll ride over. <laughs> We're having too much fun. So today. here's a question that I have never thought about until just now. Uh-oh. <laughs> you're scaring me now, Johnny. So... If the millennial kingdom puts Christ in back on, which not if, when, will we still have rain or will it go back the way it was? Yeah, will it rain? Uh, will the canopy be back? Or will, yeah, will we have the canopy will be back? Like a, I, think, I think the scriptures address that. It says the showers will come down in their season. Okay, so then we it so rains. See, I gave you the answer. It rains, that. that's dude. In the that, Bible. That's yeah, awesome, man. Okay, there's a point. Two, two to two. Two to two. Two to two. All right, <laughs> let's see who gets the third. <laughs> so then we have the second coming, right? And uh, well, first we have the rapture. Matthew twenty four thirty one says, and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect, that's to save the Christian, from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And so we see the rapture is going to happen. And we've talked about the rapture and what happens in heaven and what happens on earth, right? It's the the tribulation uh, on the earth. It is the celebration celebration in, in the heaven. rewards the judgment seat of christ are re receiving a reward celebration and sadness for those who 
didn't really sell out or sell out for Jesus. Uh, they don't get the rewards they could have had. Everybody, yeah, they, they just they're there, but they got nothing to give. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, they're all believers. They're right. all in heaven, right. and they're going to watch some people who were faithful get rewarded for it. And uh, then he then the celebration, the wedding feast is. Well, can you imagine? I mean, let's just be real here. So, what's going to happen? That Duke's talking about the celebration and the rewards. So, we have earned or we earn while we're on earth, we earn crowns. Then when we get to heaven during the celebration, right, the, the seven years, we're going to give those crowns back to Jesus. That's going to be our gift to him. Casting our crowns at his feet. Can you imagine showing up to a birthday party and everyone wow. has to everyone has to take their gift and put it on the table while everyone watches the gift you give? In heaven, you are literally, everyone's going to be watching, and you're going to be standing there with nothing to lay at the feet of Jesus to say thank you. Be kind of embarrassing, wouldn't it? I think it will. because yeah. and, and here's the thing. We know that the Bible says there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. That doesn't happen until after the great white throne judgment. That's correct which doesn't happen until after the millennial reign the release of satan for a short while and then the great white throne judgment and then no more tears no more sorrow no more pain so there's going to be sorrow and pain at the judgment seat of christ absolutely i mean forgiveness we're we're all forgiven because we are children of god but there's going to be pain there man it's just like a disobedient child that the, the prodigal son, he wasted his substance with riotous living. He right. came back and his father had a big party and received him back, but his, his, he still wasted all that resource. And he, he you know, he, and it was sorrowful. He said, you know, I've sinned against God and in, in, in before you and I'm sorry. And he's there and he's, you know, he's, he's right. welcome back. He's family, but he, right. he still wasted it. Right. And a lot of people who are believers, uh, this, be careful that we don't waste our, our time. Well, there's a lot of believers that are absolutely wasting every moment they have that they could be making a difference for the kingdom. They're investing in rust and moths. Yeah, that's why Jesus said about this kingdom, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and rust corrupt and thieves break through and steal, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven right. and in this kingdom. <clears throat> and then those crowns will be uh, divvied out by, uh, and there's specific reasons why people can win right. crowns. And then I think the greatest uh, ultimate glory and fun and joy and fulfillment for you, for me and all who believe will to be to have a crown or mm. more and cast him at his feet. That would right. be the ultimate. And maybe hear him say what? Well, I, th I think, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I think that being able to cast crowns at the feet of Jesus is the ultimate appreciation because that means that when you absolutely had a chance to make a difference, you did. And that's here on earth while we're alive today. Yeah. There'll be no more crowns won on the other side. No. It's, it's all how we what we do with Jesus. Everything is everything is done and finished here as far as our ability to accomplish. Just a surrendered heart right to Jesus. Right. I've seen people that have, you know, religious uh names and they make themselves uh kind of religiously wealthy and I think they're phonies and they're fakes, but 
I'm also seeing the real deal, just quiet widows in the church who pray for everybody under the sun, who tithe of their increase, who sacrifice, and they're going to be great in the kingdom of God. Great. I mean, Jesus talked about the widow with the two mites. Right. And I, that same thing is happening every day in, in, in the earthly, you know, Christ has an earthly kingdom here now, right. you know, kind of spiritually, where we'll wait for the real kingdom when he comes and his will be done. And you're going to drag in what our bodies are going to be like during that kingdom, John? Yeah, we're actually going to, we're actually going to talk about what this is going to be like. So okay. we got to move on now. Okay. Now we're into the actual second coming of Christ and which is the beginning of the millennial reign. So in the second coming, uh, everything's going to be converted. Look here in Zechariah 12, 10 through 14. And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. They crucified Christ. Oh my goodness. Yep. It's Jesus. Oh. You're gonna, they're going to look connect at those it. dots. That ain't hard to connect. Uh, let me get here. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. They finally get it. In that day, there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem like the mourning at Hadad Ramon in the plain of Megiddo. And the land shall mourn every family by itself, the family of the house of David by itself, and their wives by themselves, the family of the house of Nathan by itself, and their wives by themselves. The family of the house of Levi by itself and their wives by themselves, the family of Shimei by itself and their wives by themselves. All the families that remain, every family by itself and their wives by themselves. And so there's going to be a, you're going to see Jesus, they're going to see Jesus and they're going to mourn for what they have done. How could we have missed this? Mm -hmm. We were promised in Psalm 22, they pierced his hands, his feet, and we did it. And we didn't get it. How could we have been so blind? Yep. But now they see and they mourn, mm -hmm. but God's going to bring healing with their mourning. And and not only that, but when we see, when we come back on the, uh, with Christ on the white horse, it's very specific in the scriptures that when the Jews see the white horse, that's when they'll come to repentance. That's the moment. That's the moment. And it's such a shame that because, you know, the scriptures say blessed are those who believe who have not seen. Mm -hmm. That's us. That's us. And I think it's such a shame that they're going to miss all this amazing, wonderful walk in Jesus Christ. They miss it all here on earth and they don't grab it until they see. Show me and I'll believe. Yeah. He's going to show them and they believe. How sad is it they still live in that? So the Bible speaks of the conditions during the millennial as a perfect environment physically and spiritually. Look here. It'll be a time of peace. Micah 4, 2 through 4. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. So there's going to be peace. Isaiah. 
I see a vine in a fig tree. I don't see any motorcycle there, Johnny. Because they're already parked <laughs> under the vine and fig tree. Yeah, but look at that piece. No military problems. No. Why are you picking on my motorcycle? I just, I just like to mess with you, Johnny. You're my man. <sighs> Sherry needs some assistance in harassing <laughs> you. You know, I got her back, man. Isaiah thirty-two seventeen through eighteen. The work of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Assurance, dude. Assurance forever. You know, those who have Jesus today, we have insurance, uh, assurance. But can you imagine when we're living under his reign? And you just know, like you just settle in, man, like a child that just settles into bed at night when the father tucks them in and kisses them goodnight and they just know they're safe. Everything's groovy, man. Verse 18, my people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Secure dwellings. Remember, you said no locked doors. <laughs> no bad guys. No it'd more be, bad guys. It'll be a time of joy. Isaiah 61, 7 says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Isaiah 6, 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom checks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. There is going to be joy. Then it'll be a time of comfort. Peace, joy, and comfort. Isaiah 40, 1 through 2. Comfort, yes, Comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. All the things people worry about in this life will be no more. And and that whole forgiveness that comes along, the war is ended, um, the sin is pardoned, like all this is happening. And listen, I don't know about you, but I think there's nothing more comforting than when someone you've done wrong comes to you, puts her arm around you and says, I love you and I forgive you. Everything's okay. Thank you, Lord. And that's what the Lord's going to do with all of his people. I can't wait. The Bible also tells us that only believers will enter the millennial kingdom. Only believers in Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto Father but by me. me. That's what Jesus says. That's what he said. And so because believers are going to be there, there's going to be a time of obedience. Uh, Jeremiah 31, 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and it will be their I and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And it goes on in 34, but I'm just gonna tell you, um uh this is this is gonna be an amazing time. Remember I said nobody comes out of the closet. There, there will be no more of that. Uh, holiness will reign, and Jesus will be sitting on the throne, 
and righteousness and obedience. And we talk about holiness, Isaiah 35, 8. A highway shall be there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for the others. Who are others? The holy ones, the the clean ones. But it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. And so we are going to see that those who have been obedient and those who walk in holiness, we are on the highway of holiness, and it is going to be good. There will be a time of truth. Oh, we live in a land where there is no truth. Well, that's your truth. Oh, it's your truth. And so if that's... No. Truth. The word of God is truth. Jesus is the way the truth. Yeah. So Isaiah 65, 16 says this, so that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth Truth. because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hidden from my eyes, my being Christ. And so we are we're going to be standing in truth, looking at truth, hearing truth, following truth, being obedient to truth with no deception. Can you imagine listening to the news and the, the news is all truth and there's no bad news? I know. Just well, be excited to see what Jesus is doing all over the world in the hearts of people. Just be one. I mean, the news will be fan. The news well, will just because, be a, because there'll be, be no, praise and worship. The be, news will be praise and worship. Yeah. Do you know, it just dawned on me, dude, you know, what we call the media, we call it social media, social meaning just like the, uh, uh, China, everything's in prison, man. And there'll be none of that. None of that. Ah, oh. all right. At any rate. Then there'll be a time of the knowledge of God. We're going to be, okay, let me, let me read Isaiah eleven nineteen because You're if I don't stay up, on John. track, man, I'm, <laughs> I got to learn to control myself. Uh, Isaiah eleven nine. they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my, Jesus says, my holy mountain. And remember, Jerusalem is what? On the mountain. So again, we, we understand where he's talking about. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And so when we sit down and talk to anyone about the Lord, we're not going to get the stupid responses we get from the lost people in the world who don't believe. Dude. All, all believers now. And And we're going to have the not like this knowledge of God is going to be everywhere, dude. It's going to infiltrate the entire world and such joy to sit down and say, look at my king. Not let me tell you about my king. Look at Look him. at my king. Yeah. Oh, man. And your king is my king. And you're dude, my I got, Lou. <laughs> I got goosebumps all over. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Not let me tell you about my king, but look at our king. That's my king. That's my king. Oh, a Lockyer, man. Sam. Sam. Samuel Lockyer. Sam Lockyer. Oh, my God. Well, my <laughs> king is a seven-way king. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. Do you know him? <laughs> There's a point. Three to two. <laughs> you sound good on that I one. love Dr. Sam. Uh, he is so, dude, he is 
awesome. If you've not heard that, go on YouTube, put in Samuel uh, Lockyer. Lockridge. 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 Sam Lockridge. Yeah. That's yeah. my king. Yeah. Lockyer puts out the commentary. Commentary. Yeah. Dr. Sam Lockridge. That's my king. And another one called Amen. Yeah. And you will be shouting. It'll bless your soul. All right. So the knowledge of God, Isaiah 11, 9, we see that, right? And then in um, Habakkuk 2, 14, it says this. Let me get this up here. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. No false doctrine, huh? No cults? <laughs> because no I don't know about you, man, rich. but I get so frustrated. I, like, you just bang your head off the wall, man, trying to talk to people about our king. It, today, it gets so frustrating. Well, we, only none get to, of that. we only get to do this forever, Johnny. So. I know, right? So, listen, Christ will rule as king, Isaiah 9, 3 through 7. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you. And you, this is all, this is Isaiah talking about Jesus. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden, his burden being man's burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian, broken the rod of his oppressor. Man, we're not going to have that anymore. We're not going to be oppressed anymore. We're not going to be uh, under this massive uh, sinful yoke that we're under right now. Verse 5, for every warrior sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. Right? All that that was ungodly and sinful and under oppression is going to be burned up. Verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the governor will be upon his, the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with the judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. He you will know, do this. You know what I call that? That's the end of the Christmas story. That's how it's all going to culminate. Yep. You like Christmas so far? You ain't seen nothing yet. And then you can go into Isaiah 11, 1 through 10. I, I got to read it, man. It's a long passage, but I got to read it. It says this, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Jesus. The, that's Jesus, right? <laughs> and a branch. Jesus. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, which is God in all of his glory. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Verse 5, righteousness shall be the belt of his loins and faithfulness the belt of his waist. 6, 
the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. <laughs> Can you picture Come it? quickly, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I know. I want to go to this place. I, I'm ready to be there. Verse 7, the cow... And the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. This also tells you there's going to be animals in heaven. Petting zoo, dude. <laughs> I personally think he's going to bring back animals that were distinct. If that's true, come over to my house and ride my dinosaur. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, man. you're going to have the T-Rex. You got a bike? I got a T-Rex, dude. <laughs> saddle, saddle me up. Verse 8, the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people, for the Gentiles shall seek him, and his resting place shall be glorious. Jesus, Jesus, Woo! Jesus. <laughs> Johnny, I want a bunch of people to join us in New York in this kingdom. And, you know, we came here years ago, and we've, we proclaimed this. Some people love us. Some people hate us. But you know what? We're taking some people to this kingdom yes. with us. Yes. So there, Satan. Nobles and governors will also rule. We're going to be with him. We're going to rule with him. Behold, a king will reign in righteousness, and princes will rule with justice. Matthew nineteen twenty eight, And Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the gener regeneration, in the regeneration, that's in, in the millennial, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Oh. People say there's going to be leadership. There is. Cool. There is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. And you know what? I don't really care about it. You know what I care about? I care about being at the feet of Jesus, yeah. casting those crowns, hopefully, and just lifting up his name. That's yeah. that's what I dream about. And maybe a little farm. Yeah. <laughs> and a dinosaur. <laughs> Sometimes you can come ride my dinosaur and I'll take your bike out for a spin. You down with that? That would be a change. You love me that I, much, John? I do. I do. Because here's the coolest thing. It all, it could all be restored <laughs> if you if I put her down. That's right. Look, Jerusalem will be the political center of the world. Zechariah 8 3. Thus says the Lord. I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Everything will center and focus around Jerusalem, the pinnacle. Always has been. Always will be. Revelation 22 through 7 gives the precise time period of the millennial kingdom. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who was the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And then we've read the others on that, where it is the thousand-year reign. Satan will be bound 
Christ will reign on earth. Nobody's coming out of the closet with sin. It is, it is going to be everything that people always wish for and hope for right now. Johnny, there's one stone you left unturned. I'm going to turn it over. Give now. it to me. When we shall see him, we shall be like him. Yes. These corruptible bodies that are aging and falling apart and type 2 diabetic and all that kind of stuff will be no more. When we shall right. see him, we shall be like him or we shall see him as he is. So we enter into this kingdom in a brand new body that will never grow old. So that's a one point you left out. I thought I'd bring it in. Yeah, that is. It's a big deal. Uh, we find, uh, let me pull it down here. I want to pull that up. And uh, I quote things that I can't remember where they are anymore. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. It's a privilege of being 69 years old. Got a ways to go, Johnny. He's my little brother <laughs> from another mother. First John 3, 2 says this, says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know, we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him, Jesus, purifies himself just as he is pure. That's a good conclusion to this. Let God give the conclusion. Yeah. When when the, the reality of what awaits us in this mm -hmm. kingdom is real to us, it affects us now. Yeah. Makes me want to be pure. Yeah. I want to make Jesus proud of me. I want to have some crowns to cast at his feet. I don't want to wait for truth. I want to live truth now. And truth will get you in trouble in this world. People hate us because of truth. Yep. Well, you think Jesus is the only way to heaven? Dude, you only need one way to heaven. Right. He provided. Just go with him. Well, I was even I was even told one time, uh, oh, you don't have, uh, you, oh, you don't own Christianity. That's what it was said. You don't. What a stupid statement, huh? And I'm like, you're right. I don't own it. But I know the one who does. Yeah. And we shall be like him. And I am looking forward to that day. I am celebrating that moment. I'm so excited to be ruling and reigning with Jesus so, Christ. So we got a decent future awaiting us? More than decent. Because <laughs> you know the scriptures say that we will judge yeah. with him. Yeah, the, the new world order won't have the final say, will they? No. No. We got it. They're going down. We got it. Jesus wins. Guys, I hope that this has encouraged you and it helped you, and I hope you have a better understanding of the millennial reign, the millennial kingdom. Also understand a thousand years is a literal thousand years of that time, and we will be with him. We will be rejoicing with him, celebrating with him, living with him, ruling and reigning with him. And I am so looking forward to that day. I hope that this podcast has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, follow, and tell someone else about According to John. Till next time, God bless.